Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shock Seas podcast. Um, today, I have two special guests. Uh, well, first of all, he's from the middle of Europe. Um, it's crazy over there because they only have events in Italy, apparently. <laughs> it is <laughs> Alex Lockthwain now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fairly similar to my last name. So Brad was like, "Why don't you do that instead of your last name that no one can pronounce?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, we'll we'll do that." What is your last name that no one can pronounce? Uh, Lochtenberg. Lochtenberg. Is there a honestly, honestly, pretty close. Like you, yeah. you've got pretty close. So Lochtenberg. Is that how you said it? Yeah, close enough. Okay, sorry, I only took German for like a few months. So. I mean, if yeah, if you do it's a German, you get you get close enough. You get close yeah. enough. D- Dutch is a bit like harder on some things yeah. than German, but Dutch is harder than German, like in the way they say things. I've always thought Sometimes, German was yeah. really harsh. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it it differs, but like we've got some like uh, as far as I like Dutch is a pretty like hard sounds and like full stops and stuff and words and like it's a very good language to swear in, which is why we do it a lot. Uh, anyway everybody uh my other guest today is carnage cards he's back again we're ready to review cards how's it going carnage really great i'm uh, super happy to be back always have fun uh coming on the podcast sweet well anyway uh so spoilers are over by the time so i got brothers war the we did the review show of the brad with brad we did the i forget what's called the morrow teaser the morrow teaser yeah, and then uh, less like a week and a half later, it's like spoilers are already done. Too bad. It's like, oh geez, what <laughs> is a bad? You got most wrong. Morrow's teasers are weird. <laughs> Actually, we got quite a few right. Yeah, you got surprised. a few right. Yeah. <laughs> the only gripe I had is that you says you both were like, oh, keep an eye out for Eldrazi monument because it might be really good with these cards. And I was just like. That card's not legal, Pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, just for like commander purposes. I, I, oh, no, okay, it's not okay. Pioneer legal. Yeah, it was printed in. I want to say Rise- no, it wasn't Rise of the Eldrazi because it came out the set. No, before, it's the one before. It was, it was like a yeah, weird it was, teaser. It's yeah, like Eye of Ugin. That's yeah. like do something with an Eldrazi, and everyone's like, "The fuck's an Eldrazi?" <laughs> I think it was World Wake was the one before. <laughs> yeah, I think World Wake is the one. Yeah, and then Rise yeah. of the Eldrazi is after. Yeah, it's fun. But anyway, so we both have uh, we all all three of us, not both of us. Uh, I'm used to doing it with two people it's, or one person, one on one. Now with two people, it's just like, what am I doing? Got to change all my vowels and stuff that I say referring to us. <laughs> so anyway, we are doing a top 10 of our personal favorite cards. This doesn't have anything to do with cards that are good in Pioneer, except for Carnage. He might have done that. I don't know. He's the he's the spiky one here. <laughs> 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 but no, so it's just. Top 10 cards we think are fun, we want to play with. Because there's a lot of cool stuff that could be fun to play with. Um, and yeah, I'm rambling. So let's just hop into it, I guess. Who wants to go first and talk about their favorite card? I'll, I'll start off. Oh, sweet. Uh, I think uh, we already spoke a little bit before before we started recording. Is that the set has a lot of cool stuff in it. And other than things that card will get banned... There's not like a ton of cards that feel like they're gonna like break open the format. Like obviously last yeah. year we had like Shield with Liliana and those type of mm-hmm. cards. Um, but Even I think there was Liliana. Cool sh- there's a lot of cool stuff here. And the one yeah. I started with, I've got no particular order, but I really mm-hmm. was drawn to Titania's command because I think it's just a yeah. it's a card that does like powerful things. 
the moment a card to me says search your library for any land, I'm basically sold already because there's just mm. so many like cool things you can do with it. Um, so I'll read it out quickly. Titania's command, four green green for a sorcery. Choose two. Exile target player's graveyard. You gain one life for each card exiled this way. Search your library for up to two lands. Put them onto the battlefield tapped. Then shuffle. Create two 2-2 two, two bears. And put two 1-1 one, one counters on each creature you control. Yeah. Nice. So I think this card's just like pretty sweet for a ramp deck. Also, if you're going together with Titania. Um, mm. Just for a start, with the two lands. Well, the thing was in standard. And like we had Hour of Promise, I think it's called. The five mana ramp spell that searches for any two lands. Uh, exactly. If you do that and you grab two Temple of the False Gods, you can now just mm. start slamming Eldrazi every turn. So having yeah. more of that effect just means that it's like it gets really consistent to sort of go just for the, you know, play some ramp. Just make sure you don't die early and then cast this or Hour of Promise and then just slam Eldrazi every turn. And I think nobody's ever had a bad time casting Eldrazi every turn other yeah. than their opponents. Um, <laughs> and the gain one life for each card exiled after exile a graveyard can just gain you a ton of life, especially if you consider playing this with Titania, which you probably want to run cards like Ren and Seven, um, Mulch, Seder Wayfinder, those kind of cards. And then obviously you kind of want to keep your lands in your graveyard with Titania. But if you're being pressured by like an aggro deck and just go for this and go like, all right, I'll gain 20 and ramp some lands and then, you know, see what we do next turn. I think you can do some cool ramp stuff with it, and I always like the ramp archetype. Oh, agreed. It seems awesome for just doing fun stuff, honestly. Like, you can just power out giant Eldrazi. Uh, what's the best one to have? Is it cool? I think or Ulamog's is like most consistent to cast, but uh, yeah. obviously uh, cool is also pretty nice. Uh, it kind of yeah. depends on the deck with how hard the deck can mess itself up if you get to take a turn with them with cool. Like Liliana yeah. says, target player sacrifices a creature. So if you like have them target themselves and then sack their shield, it like you can completely mess someone up. But Ulamog is just the one where you like get rid of your lands, please. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. So uh, uh, Carnage, uh, did you have a favorite? Uh, uh, what's what's your which one do you are you excited for now? Uh, the card I'm most excited for, which I think like a lot of people are, uh, just in general, is. Um, Gix, Yogmoth's Praetor. Um, I think it's just a solid card. Uh, I think that it could possibly resurrect like Mono Black Aggro um, in Pioneer, at least yeah. somewhat. Uh, maybe not all the way, uh, yeah. but it was it was a deck that dominated for a little bit of time in the format. Um, I just think that the card overall is incredibly solid. It's three for a three three, which is already just decent enough. You're not, you know, losing any rate on its body. And I love that it's whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, uh, you can pay a life and draw a card. It's not like we've seen recently when they've made those cards. Um, they've been saying, you know, when one or more creatures deals combat damage, draw a card. This is for every single one that does. So you yeah. know, you attack with three things. You're drawing three cards. Um, and its last ability is not irrelevant. Um, it's actually like a pretty good ability and it could be used mm -hmm. in like some of those longer games and stuff like that. Um, so it's the card I'm most excited to actually play with um, in the entire set. Yeah, it definitely looks fun. I, I have it on my list too. I, I just think that... Uh, uh, sorry. Um, I just think it's really interesting how it can... It, can, it seems like it lends itself to a lot of different strategies like 
like I, honestly i wouldn't mind this is probably absolutely wrong but just playing it as like a one of in control like uh what's that that, that merfolk from modern horizons that just whenever it attacks it draws a card and yeah, civilian or whatever, the legendary yeah. creature that gains indestructible. Yeah, it, it's it's a bit like is it like that's a really old school one, like Ophelioid or whatever was like the three yeah. mana one one that drew a card that was played like before mm-hmm. this century. Um <laughs> But yeah, it, it it can even serve like that, I think. So like it it's not been yeah. uncommon that slower decks have cards like think like a Glinsleeve Siphon or Thief of Sanity mm-hmm. kind of thing to come in post board. But yeah, I love this card too, and I think for the reason that like Carnage said, I love how it's like this sort of unrestricted cards where we have so many cards recently that will do like once a turn. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this card first line would have said if one or more, so it triggers mm-hmm. yeah. once, and if the last ability would have said pick one card, you get yeah. to cast it for free. But you ju- you just get everything, and I think that <laughs> makes it really cool to work with. Uh, yeah, yeah as, uh, a lot of people have been reading this last ability as flavor text, and I think like Carnage said, it's everything but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's it. Like, 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 you know, there's going to be a lot of games where, um, you know, the games went long enough that if you let me untap, like, and I get to use this ability after I've played it on turn seven, like, I can win the game. Like, I mean, there's a lot of decks that are powerful that you can hit really, really great things off of. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it could be up to like four or five cards, depending on what the game, like the game state looks like. Um, and yeah, that's it. I think that... Um, it seems like it doesn't have an enter the battlefield ability, but it really does. So like you have to kill it before combat in a sense, in like most situations. So it's not just like, Oh, it doesn't do anything when it enters the battlefield kind of thing. It really does. You're going to always play this pre-combat and you're going to force them to either remove it, remove the attacking creature. Like I, I, like I said, I think it's really, really good in aggro decks. I don't know if it's better in anything else. Um, I have been like slightly brewing like a Nykthos like mono black um, to try and take advantage of the second ability, which I think is also really good. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a really powerful card. And I mean, it's a mythic, so yeah. it should be, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's really, really good. Yeah, it, it's a perfect mix between exciting and good. Yeah. I just want to play with the Seeker's Chariot so I can get two draws a turn. As I, the Chariot's just going to sit there uncrewed. I'm just going to attack with cats all day. I don't know, man. I, I, I still think it's better in like a one drop, yeah, two yeah, drop, yeah. I think three so drop. For sure. Especially I mean, even the- in mono black aggro, right? Like you could go like one drop, double one drop, it. Mm-hmm. Like that's really, really powerful. Yeah. Like that oh, alone sure. is like, you know, that that's a start some some decks just aren't going to be able to come back from. So. Yeah, and mono black, you've got all these recursive creatures. You don't even care if they die. So you just chunk no. attack them. It's like your opponent has like a gifted Aether born out. You're like, I don't care. I'm just going to like throw shit at the wall and draw 15 cards <laughs> and it yeah. doesn't die to push necessarily which is also yeah. important oh yeah yes oh for sure this card definitely seems like it's just extremely sweet like black got a ton of cool stuff i think in this set and gix is like one of the like like big... most sets recently <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is which is sad because it just goes in rakdos and it's like Make it so that Rakdos doesn't just get all the sweet stuff, man. I think this is a good one that I don't yeah. expect to see on Rakdos. So yeah, no, exactly. Oh, I actually sure. think this was the first time the the good black cards aren't actually Rakdos cards. Yeah, which yeah. thank goodness. They they go into different strategies for once. I mean, go for the throat. I mean, it's yeah. it's on my list. Um, is one <laughs> of them, but I mean, we have so many other 
removal spells that are similar that I don't think it really like powers up Rakdos in any way. Yeah. So um, I I I, th- I think that's all I had to say about Gix. Want to move on to the next one? Yeah, you, uh, you good. give uh, you give your first card. Oh, sweet. Uh, my first card is uh, mine's in no particular order either. It's hostile negotiations. Uh, I just think the card is really sweet. It's uh, three and a black for an instant. Exile the top three cards of your library in a face down pile. Okay, weird. Ex- then exile the top three cards of your library in another face down pile. Look at the cards in each pile. Then turn a pile of your choice face up. An opponent chooses one of those piles. Put that pile into your hand and the other into your graveyard. You lose three life. Okay, so Why it's does a draw this lose three. three life? I'm so sad. I didn't read that yeah. the first time, and it posted like late in the evening, so I just threw it on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, what a cool card. And then someone commented, three lives a lot, though. And I'm like, wait, yeah. it does? Reads wall again. <laughs> Last line. I mean, if you play it as a one of, which I plan on to, it probably won't be like detrimental. I just think it's cool because it gives you delve four if you want, which is nice, but also draw three, uh, d- four cards to delve. I mean, I don't think it's good or like gonna break the meta, like or anything. I just think it's a cool card, and I just want to blind flip. Like, I just want to exile three piles, flip one over, say, tell my opponent, pick one. <laughs> well, the best one is if you if you blind flip, like you don't even exactly. look, like you don't make a decision. You're just like, yeah, that one, or I don't know either. Exactly. You That's can't the read plan. the facial expressions if you don't know what's in the other pile. <laughs> exactly. They have to figure out what is going on. They're like, uh, this pile seems good, but the other one could be even better. It's like that Yugi versus Pegasus duel where they keep switching between like who's in charge, so they don't know what their face down cards are either. So Pegasus can mind read them. <laughs> I I actually had the card on my list too. Um, oh nice. I actually think it's I think it's better than it seems. I think three yeah. life sucks, but I think that um, guaranteeing that you're drawing three cards off of it is pretty good. Yeah, um, you get to do you you get to make some sort of decision. I know it's your opponent ultimately that chooses, but you know it brings in like you guys were saying the mind games where you can you know flip the flip the worst pile or flip the best pile and try and play those games throughout you know a best of three and things like that. So I do enjoy that like tactic of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it gets around Narset for some of these like Demir control decks that now yeah. like, you know you don't really have to worry too too much about drawing. Um, I think it's good. I, you know, that's pretty much it. I think it's, I don't think it's breaking the format, but I think we'll see it more than we expect to see it. I think the life loss makes it a tough sell for me compared to Memory Deluge. Yeah. Like, that's the main one I tried to compare it to. Like, Memory Deluge is just so much more consistent because this life loss and your opponent gets a choice. That makes it a bit iffy for me, but. Yeah. The problem Memory Deluge is it's just four mana draw three, no downside. (laughs) Uh, well, it's draw yeah. two, right? So yeah. like, well, it has flashback, like, though. It has flashback, and, uh, so it's like you drawing can, three. You can cast this off Torrential Gearhawk, which is often in Demir decks, and Memory Deluge doesn't yeah. work because you spend zero mana on it, so you don't actually get to look at cards. So that's yeah. also a nice down, uh, upside to this card. Yeah. And, and some people are saying that Shadow Prophecy is just better. I think that uh, this goes in two-color decks, while Shadow Prophecy, you have to be at least three plus. I, I tried it, it in a three-color deck, and I thought it was awful. Yeah, so you, four probably. <laughs> Yeah, if you played in like a domain deck, it's very strong. I had someone yeah. on FNM, they played like five color domain and the card looked sick there. Yeah. But outside I, of I, that. I tried it in two color and I'm like, I can barely even get one basic for this because we're in Pioneer. It's so hard to get the basic land types. Like yeah. you have your shocks and basics, but like 
Like, I found myself wanting to run more shock lands to enable a draw spell that cost me to mm-hmm. lose life. And I was like, I'm just, like, doing yeah. my opponent's work for them too much. Exactly. So, I think, Alex, is you're next in the circle yeah, cool. go-around. Um, I kind of have two cards, because one card has just been, like, living rent-free in my head, and then I realized another <laughs> card from the set does the same thing. Um, the card that was just in my head all the time was Drafna, founder of Latnam. So okay. he's one in the blue for a 2-1. Human Artificer Advisor, Legendary 2. Um, has two activated abilities. One in the blue, return target artifact you control to its owner's hand. And three, tap, copy target artifact spell you control. Uh, the copy becomes a token. Oh. So I thought there's like so much like cool combo potential with this. I've played decks like this before with Power Stone Shard and like uh, in Standard. It also had like Paradox Engine things. Um was another deck that's sort of like blue artifacty. It's a paradoxical outcome, the one that like picks up all your artifacts. And I always yeah. like playing those kind of decks. And I thought the first, um, if you get to untap with this card, you can take infinite turns with Ugin's Nexus, which is pretty cool. Because um, you, the way it works, Ugin's Nexus, for people who don't know what this obscure card does, it's a five mana legendary artifact from, I think, Fate Reforged or Dragons of Tarkir. It's uh, and it says it. players can't take extra turns. No dragons. Sorry. And if this card um, is it players or your opponent? I think it's players. Um, let me very quickly look that up because I think it taxes you out too, so you do need a bit more mana for it. Oh yeah, if a player would begin an extra turn, that player skips that turn instead. But what you can do because it has an, uh, a trigger too. If Ugin's Nexus would put into a graveyard from the battlefield, instead exile it and take an extra turn after this one. And if I uh, get this correct, you play Ugin's Nexus, you copy it with Drafna, so mm-hmm. now you've got a legendary copy of it. So you legend rule the copy into the grave, the copy away, so you take an extra turn. Then with Drafna, you pick up the original Ugin's Nexus, and now you take your extra turn. Which sounds like it, ta- it that takes 10 mana, I think, but with like Power Stone Shards, uh, Power Stones, that is like a little bit more doable anyway. But yeah. I realized trying to build with this card, I didn't care about the second ability. I was like, I'm not untapping with a two mana two one. Like that's just never happening. So you want to build something that just makes you pick up the card. And then when I was brewing with it, I realized my deck had one creature and it was this guy. So I was like, he's just going to die immediately. Because, like, my opponent will have their stomps, their fatal pushes, their everything. Just, like, they've been sitting in their hand the whole game. Yeah. And then I realized Meticulous Excavation is a card from this deck, too, uh, this set too. And it basically does the same thing. So it's an enchantment for one white. And it has an activated ability of uh, two and a white. Return target permanent you control to its owner's hand. If it has unearthed, instead exile it, then return it to your hand. Activate only during your turn. So this basically just has Drafna's first ability, but it's not stuck to a creature. So with something like Paradox Engine or even just a way to generate a lot of mana or something that like untaps a card when it comes in, like Corridor Monitor, I think it's from like Eldrain or whatever, you could just pick up your card, play it, pick it up, play it, pick it up, play it. You can make like cool loops with this. And I thought it was really cool to brew around with and see what kind of nonsense I could end up with. Uh, That's cool. I, I never even thought of like the, the loops with Ugin's Nexus and stuff like that's that, that, that's sick. Yeah, that Drafna card's really good, but the problem is just I don't think you ever get to untap with it. Yeah. So you're yeah. building around the first ability and the second ability is gravy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it, it reminds me of the, the 
the Karn loops that people were doing for like a hot second, uh, where they had Karn and Ugin's Nexus, and they were like sacking it over and over again, and then rebuying yeah, with, it with uh, Karn. Vraska Golgari Queen, I think you could do yeah. it. So you could second to that, and then minus Karn to pick it up. And... Yep. Yeah, just for fun. Yeah, it's a similar vein. I was just caught by this because I, when I played Power Stone Shard, that combos with a creature, I think, I forgot what it's called, something replicator. It's a three mana, two, three. That has an activated ability of seven mana to copy an artifact. And this was only three mana. Now, obviously, you don't copy it, you pick it up, but that just allows you to do different things. And that felt like this must be way easier to enable to make combos with than um, yeah. that card. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I think uh, Carnage, you're you're next in the what, yeah circle. Um, <laughs> so uh, my next one, I'm gonna you know pull a little bit of an Alex here, and I'm gonna double up two cards because I think okay. that they need to be together. <laughs> um, is uh, Urza Lord Protector and the Mightstone yeah. and the Weakstone? Um, okay, yeah. it's just something I'm incredibly interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know necessarily if it's any good or will be any good. Um, it will be probably the first thing I do after I return from, uh, the regional championship is essentially probably just forcing this in pioneer until it works. Um, I think it's really, really well designed. I like the fact that, um, Urza discounts the power, the weak stone, the power stone, which means you can play it on turn four and then on turn five, because, um, the ability, um, is not casting or anything. You can use the power stones mana, with your five mana and actually flip it. So I find that they, they, they go well together. Urza itself three drop for a two, three, it doesn't die that easily to a lot of things. Um, So I do think that it, it could be very powerful. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that the other side isn't powerful. We all know that a meld card is going to be really, really good when it melts (laughs) together. And Urza is no different as a planeswalker with five abilities and a static ability that allows you to use two abilities. Um, I think that it kind of weirdly fits in those like, mono white like mid-range yorion piles that were kind of going around um, where they were splashing like random colors um i think you can do stuff and use karn to go and get the the power stone weak stone from your sideboard and things like that um so i'm just really really interested to brew with it like i said i'm not going to sit here and say this is something everybody should be picking up and playing uh but it's just something that i'm very very interested in doing oh for sure i i I think that the the might stone and weak stone is actually an overlooked card because I remember at the very beginning of the the spoilers people were like oh this is just goes in the cardboard and then now it's like well we don't need that garbage anymore because uh <laughs> you know we have all the other good cardboard targets that are just better than what we have so I, I just think that's a real it is a good inclusion but the Urza one is and it it's cool <laughs> yeah that's it like I think Urza probably is worse of the two like i actually think yeah. the power stone weak stone is actually like good like it draws two cards it kills something like yeah. it makes mana i think it's not that bad um i think urza might be the worst of the meld uh cards but still yeah. I, th- I think it's decent <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's a super awesome card and i think yeah. the uh the power stone aspect of like the two colorless mana uh, in Pioneer, we have so many good lands with activated abilities that I think it's going to be easier to find things to do with this mana than people give it credit for. Yeah. And then, yeah, this comes in. It's like a decent removal spell. Kind of a bit of a refill. So, like, it's fine already. And yeah, Urza's awesome. I love yeah. that. So cool. 
Planeswalker. We, we didn't even read the Planeswalker out because it's just ah, like, it's, it's broken. Just like, if you if you flip it, you if, if you get it in play, like you're you're, you're all right. You're, you're you're doing all right. Yeah, you just win the game if you get in play. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Just game over. <laughs> uh, it doesn't reduce the cost of your artifacts a ton, so you just play. Oh, uh, no, it can it? if you flip it. The first yeah. ability says artifact into the sorcery costs two less, so you could just activate it twice. Yeah, and then the and then just do things, play cards, <laughs> <laughs> just play more Mightstone and Weakstones for basically no mana, <laughs> or Cityscape Leveler for four. <laughs> Jeez, that card's stupid. Uh, okay, um, I, I guess it's mine is next. Yes, uh, sir. So my next card, uh, I was trying to do one in each color because uh, I'm very focused on what colors i like because i don't know they're fun but anyway uh the the card that I, the blue card i chose was evangel of synthesis it's a blue and a black so uh not too far off brand but uh it's a creature phyrexian human cleric uh when it enters the battlefield draw a card then discard a card it's a two three and as long as you've drawn two or more cards this turn evangel of synthesis gets plus one plus oh and has menace uh i just like efficient bodies that uh are cool and do stuff like ETB two three that draws cards and discards a card. Uh, that's almost really playable. But the fact that it can be just a two mana three three with menace, uh, that's really good. Uh, all you have to do is play opt every turn. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> it's just efficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's well, not too much to say. Oh, what I like about this card, it, it was on my short list, but I had more than ten, so I cut it. Um, what I like about this card is that if you, it made me sort of think of Tomebound Lich if you want to go for more like a reanimator kind of strategy. Yeah. But Tomebound Lich is more defensive, and this is more mm -hmm. aggressive. And I like that you can give reanimator decks that sort of different angle because often with a reanimator deck, these like extra cards are a bit defensive because you don't want to die to aggro. Mm -hmm. But that means when you're playing against control, you just give them all the time in the world to find like their counter spells and stuff. And if you yeah. can make it so you're reanimator deck is more aggressively slanted then you can actually put pressure on slower decks and then when they're busy dealing with the things you're actually doing on the board like two mana three threes with menace then you reanimate a creature that's like a really good way to like shut the door on the game so i like the different angle that this card can give you in a oh, deck for like sure that. yeah it, yeah it, it, it has a lot of applications i think uh i i, I told carnage i'm like does this make esper grease fang and he's told me no probably not <laughs> but uh, i just think it has a lot of application in different decks like uh like you said the 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 reanimator style where it gives it an aggressive angle but i also like it just in like a a demir uh, not blitz but more of just an aggro deck that you know plays this and uh any number like shredder and stuff which also triggers this so it makes it different i mean you just get a little bit of an aggro deck going that just draws lots of cards which aggro decks tend not to do but i mean it's it too could bad it be. triggers after you deal damage for your yawkmoth uh your yeah. gigs sorry your, your yeah. gigs in play but you know. yeah i just think it's it gives an interesting angle to people that want to build an aggro deck if they want to build it in these colors which i think is cool uh, yeah for sure yeah um uh alex i think you're next uh, wh yes. what do you got for us um 
Well, I've got another green card, very unme. Um, <laughs> and this is it's a reprint. It's a pretty simple card. It's Obstinate Baloth, which I think ah. is going to be a really good card. Uh, two green green for a 4-4 four, four beast. When it enters the battlefield, you gain four life. If a spell or ability an opponent control causes you to discard Obstinate Baloth, put it onto the battlefield instead of putting it into your graveyard. Obviously, mm-hmm. Thoughtsea, but like Thoughtseize, you have to kind of either your opponent has to be stupid or like you need to have nothing but Baylos in your hand. But things like um, Liliana, or if you have to pay for the ward cost on uh, Graveyard Trespasser. So I think there's like decent ways. Yeah. Or if Nicol Bolas enters the battlefield. Yes, if Nicol Bolas <laughs> enters the battlefield. So I'm looking forward to that because this perfectly <laughs> trades with him. Uh, I mean, granted, I fly. But. The um, yeah, so I think this is fine even to fight those decks, but it's also obviously good against aggressive decks because it's a four four that gains you four life. Uh, so yeah. good blocker, pretty big butt. Um, and I like cards that sort of do double duty like that because your sideboard slots are tight, and mm-hmm. finding a card like this that you can like bring in versus aggro, but also bring in versus a popular mid range deck is always good. And I can totally see situations where like you go and like. You're playing something like a like a rock deck, and you go and yeah. abrupt decay a graveyard trespasser, and you still opt to pay the ward, even though you don't have to, just so you can discard <laughs> this and tempo out your four four. And I just I, I just can't wait for someone to do that. But like, oh no no, I want to discard. Like, don't worry, <laughs> play baby. Don't worry, I'm gonna be doing that first. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I want it. <laughs> Yeah, it seems it, it, it definitely. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely made my list. Uh, I love Bayloth as a card. Uh, whenever there was like the the mention, the murmurs of uh, Bayloth reprint, I went out immediately and bought like four of them at, at the the I rare mean, it's ones. It's gonna be an uncommon. This card's gonna be like fifty cents. I wouldn't worry about like it spiking. It costs twenty five cents already, so oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally worthless right now. Buy them before they spike. It. Exactly. They might, they might go up to 60 cents. I know. <laughs> I was like panicking at that point. <laughs> so yeah, I, I already pre-ordered them and I'm just was I'm super excited just because it's a simple card, but it does its job well. And you know, fuck Liliana, you know, she's the worst uh, to play against. I like playing her. Liliana, tick up, get a four like a four four for free. Kill your Liliana with it. Exactly. GG. If anybody's playing Grease Fang and they make me discard it, I can just, you know, attack their Grease Fang. And what are they going to do? They have to protect their Liliana, so they'll trade the Grease Fang every time, right? That's yeah, how that I'm works. Yeah, sure they will. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, maybe the four life gets you out of range of being killed by Parhelion and it buys you a turn. Exactly. I'm just messing with you, Carnage. I know that nobody will ever trade a Grease Fang for an co- uncommon. It's you below them. Know. Oh, yeah, you I know. know. <laughs> I'm sure the rarity is what makes it. Like, I'm not trading this for an uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> this grease fang only trades for mythics. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you attack me with Gix, I'll consider it. <laughs> Honestly, though, Gix yeah. is scary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Carnage, I think you're next. Or, yeah, because you did both. Yeah. 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 Um, so, this is the part where I'm just going to go through cards I think are like decent and. Yeah. Cards that I I just think are going to be great role players, which is what I think this set is best for. I yeah. don't think that it's full of these, like, I'm going to change and make archetypes. I think it's full of just solid, like, good cards. Um, one of them for me is Calamity's War. Um, I think that the card is just 
possibly going to change the way that we look at like um is it phoenix and you know even grease fang and things like that so it's uh one in a white instant exile all graveyards players can't cast non-creature spells this turn exile calamity's wake um so this is kind of like that crappy like silence type feel where you're gonna do this like in their upkeep and like yeah. force them to try and like do something right then and there in their upkeep if not they just you know, for example, like a, a Phoenix isn't going to be able to cast anything practically after that. So you just kind of like make them skip their turn, ruin their graveyard and move through. Um, I just think it's something that they're going to have to be cognizant of pretty much going forward. Uh, so I just think it's just a nice uncommon that we'll see some play. It'll hit some sideboards and you're going to be like happy to have them, um, you know, in your pre-release kits and things like that. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. I think for cool. for a lot of situations, this is kind of gonna do what Hallowed is it Hallowed Moonlight, the one on a uh, white. That... If it, basically you get the um, if a non-token uh, demon priest effect for a turn, draw a card. Yeah, uh, I do like this. Yeah, I get, because that card like has application because Phoenix, but it is a bit clunky. I like doing would uh, I'd like doing this in response uh, if I'm playing against Phoenix. You could uh, keep this in and do this in like response to a Galvanic iteration because all the scary cards they're going to cast with it are sorceries. Mm-hmm. So they put it on the stack in response. X or your graveyard. Oh, by the way, uh, can't nice. Do yeah, nice delay nice, trigger, nice but you consider. can't do anything with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, you could consider in response if you want. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. But yeah, I do also get like, maybe this going to like be like a niche like maybe some weird deck shows up and this like completely shuts it down so i always like having these kind of cards yeah just in case something goes wrong you know you've got the panic button yeah it definitely seems very uh good at what it what it's supposed to do it's just efficient uh two mana uh exile graveyard draw card and uh, i don't have it in front of me right now so if there's yeah more so it's, it. it's exile all graveyards so obviously you yeah. can't be playing a strategy that cares about your graveyard either oh and then and then they can't cast non-creature spells and you exile this so like i said it's like it's got that like upkeep or even you know like alex said like when they're trying when they're in the middle of doing something it kind of just forces the action um which i like those cards better than um something like um hollowed moonlight and things like that like they can still do like good things yeah they could just take like three turns Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I like this that it pretty much says like you either do it now or you do nothing. Um, yeah. So I do really, really like that. I think that it kind of, it, it'll be a sideboard card that people will play and that's kind of what I think this set is going to bring for the future of Pioneer and even other formats like that. I like how you can do it in in their upkeep and like if they want, like if they want to cast their spells really fast, yeah. uh, it they have to, but they can't actually... Uh, play phoenix from the yard because it it triggers on combat the re- return clause yeah, it's, it's a very uh, cedh thing to do like silencing yeah. someone in their upkeep is like very common in edh yeah. so like that's a kind of play you can make with this too yeah very cool unless they just hard cast the phoenix then it's like oh that, that feels no, no, no. bad but i mean at that <laughs> opponent your opponent's paying four mana for a three two so like i'm not that threatened yeah Unless you have three life, it's just like, oh no! Yeah, they, okay, that's the best thing that they could have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely very cool. Um, I, I guess I'm next. Uh, my next card is uh, 
uh, where, where is it? I gotta pull it up in front of me because it's got a lot of text, like a lot of cards <laughs> in this set. Yes. Um, Razor Lash, uh, Transmogrant. It's two colorless for three one. That's all you need. That it's perfect. Uh, it can't block. Uh, a little bit worse, but uh, uh, for black black, you can return Razor Lash transmogrant from your graveyard to the battlefield with one one counter on it this ability uh that doesn't matter uh it triggers only if your opponents control four more non-basic lands but this is pioneer so everybody plays only non-basics because why not and this is a good punishing card for that <laughs> i mean it costs four more if you're playing against mono green because they only play like three lands and win but other than that it's just really good <laughs> it's a zombie too so like yeah. it's a recur obviously mono black has a million recursive threats already mm -hmm. but not too many of them are zombies there's a bunch of random like warriors and constructs and that sort of thing so it's cool yeah. to just have another recursive zombie two mana three one it's aggressively statted which you know yeah. the zombie deck can use too because it tends to be a bit of a grindy deck but then just it's worse than other grindy decks mm -hmm. so cool to give it an aggressive angle with a card like this yeah i, I just like that uh they uh, it's non-basic hate like i mean it's not like the the most obvious but i mean Two mana for a four two that just it, it you can do it at instant speed too, which is nice. You can hold up interaction and then in step return this back four two attack haste. It, it's just really good. I think I kind of want to play it as like a one of in mid range, just as a as a punishing fire almost for like other decks. Like I, I feel so. like tenacious underdog is better at what it does. Oh yeah, I'm definitely playing tenacious underdog, but I just want to play one. Just want to play this two. Just yeah, this I, I tenacious underdog is good. But if you draw in multiples, it's it feels worse. But if you have a nip different one that does different things, I just like the yeah, punishing fire cheaper. aspect. Yeah, I I just like the punishing fire aspect and the fact that it doesn't drain your life every time because uh, sometimes that can make tenacious underdog a little awkward where it's you lose two life and it's like I'm getting pretty low. But you want to keep being aggressive. But if if like if you can outclock them. With this, I don't know. It, it just it has some some interesting play patterns, in my opinion, for just other than non aggro decks. I mean, it's probably yeah, bad, but you know, <laughs> well, in the way I'm describing, I don't know. It pro probably is good in mono black. I think it's a pretty decent card. You know, it's yeah. always good to just have a bunch of options between like you know what 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 kind of hate am I expecting? You know, if yeah. there's a bunch of go through the throat being killed, then it's cool to play an artifact creature. So like, there's always mm -hmm. like different angles to be found with these aggressive cards and there's a million iterations of two mana three ones so like you know kind of saying what all the different black removal this just goes on the pile and whenever it's good it's good and whenever it's bad i'll leave it home oh yeah i definitely want to play against niv i mean sure they'll have a million answers for it but it'll just keep coming back every time i'll play that colorless like one two that has protection from multicolor and play it alongside soldier of the pantheon and just yeah <laughs> niv untouchable never... by niv removal <laughs> yeah so uh, alex what was your next one now i, I yeah speaking yeah, of a way to deal right. with niv um <laughs> so the next one i have is demolition field and this is just like oh. shout out to field of ruin five through eight so yeah this is this was i so i think that's uh, on my list too on twitter yeah, this is literally just designed to be a field of ruin that doesn't mess you up in commander yeah so for starters why isn't this in the commander product but it's in standard but Okay. I want it in standard so I can play it. Um, so we've seen like uh, I think Aspiring Spike at like Mono Red Fires deck that ran Field mm -hmm. of Ruin and um, 
what's the other one? Cleansing Wildfire. Mm. Basically, just be like, yeah, nobody runs basic, so I'm just gonna like mana screw all my opponents. And having that now available, more colors, or imagine a mono red fires deck with twelve of this effect, yeah. just means that like decks that rely on non basic can just get like rolled by these strategies. Yeah. And I've tried to like brew some decks before doing like um what is it like the three mana card that allows you to play lands from your graveyard um, um crucible of worlds crucible of worlds and there's ramen up excavator yeah. and then maybe that with something like azusa you know like recurring these cards like multiple times in a turn but the problem with that is if you're playing that like land destruction style strategy well what if you don't draw your field of ruin right you, you're just toast yeah. um so having eight copies of that or maybe now that we have eight copies, maybe you could just completely forego like the Crucible of Worlds, like cute nonsense, and just play a deck with eight copies of Field of Ruin in it, and just yeah. against something like you know Blue White Control or whatever, um, just be like, yeah, it's a real win condition for me to just mana screw my opponent. Maybe you're playing mm-hmm. it in like in a, a black green rock type of deck, and the moment you demolition field someone and they say fill to find, you just start Assassin's Trophying their basics. And you just completely screw people of colors. And I think having so many copies of this card now, that can genuinely be a sideboard strategy. Like, yeah, I just turn into Ponza postboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, I'm really excited for this one just because, uh, so I have it on my list too. It's like one of my top ones. I just think having another edition of this effect. Okay, so I, I'm angle shooting. I really like it because <laughs> it can't be piercing needled now because if they need field rune, I have this one. <laughs> Or w- w- I can't remember w- if it's Pithy Needle or the other one. No, it's Pithy, no, Pithy Needle. needle this. Yeah. yeah. So Karn boards can't Pithy Needle my Field of Rune now. What about, I what about second Pithy Needle? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I'll just start Assassin's Trophy and all I can. You know? <laughs> There's only so much I can do. Get out of there. <laughs> and then I'll play Blast Zone and then I blow up all their Pithy Needles. Exactly. <laughs> about third pithy needle for the blast zone <laughs> they're just out thinking me they're playing like five pithy needles in the side don't Sorcerer know how but... eyeglass just <laughs> uh, yeah I, I just think it's really fun uh i like uh double whenever they double down on effects because yeah, it's very powerful when you get yeah. fifth through eighth of an effect because it suddenly yeah. makes your deck super consistent. So it's a thing that you can start like building around much more. Mm-hmm. And I also just love land destruction. It's so good. <laughs> not, uh, man, not mass land destruction. Mm-hmm. I like screwing my I opponent. four basics. I'm happy, you know, just like sticking to it. I, I am one of those people that like brews up a deck and it's like, wait, there's only two basics in this. And like this regularly happens to me. So, you know, yeah. whatever deck I'm playing, you can probably mess me up with Demolition Field, Field of Ruin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Carnage, uh, what was your next one? You got something spicy? No, like I said, oh. I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be no, mega no, it's spicy. Fine. It's fine. Um, I think that there was just a lot of good role players. Um, just like Brand Spider is my next us, card. Carnage is just Brand. keeping us grounded. Like we keep going on rants about stupid ways to build stupid decks. <laughs> Carnage is like, no, we're actually going to be talking about good cards now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's it. So for me, um, the next one uh, is Third Path and Knock. Last. I'm probably butchering its name, um, but it's the I new and improved. Yeah. There we go. Cool. Thank you. 
Um, it is the new and improved uh, young pyromancer uh, that I think makes Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, much, much happier. Um, probably other strategies, too, that are looking to do the same thing. It finally says non-creature spell and um, not just instant and sorcery. You start to make little one-ones. Um, I just think, like I said, it's nothing flashy, nothing spicy, nothing crazy. But yeah. I think it's just a straight replacement. I think we'll see it being played um, in sideboards and in some main boards of some decks. Uh, just overall a good card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's less relevant than in modern because we have a barble and like other like effects you can enable it more often. So I, it is like a straight upgrade in most decks because like you said, even like it's red and blue, but what's the last time you saw a Pyromancer deck that wasn't blue? Yeah. So I think it's a pretty easy swap anyway. But I That's wonder if it, you can yeah. like do something cool with this because it's basic artifacts and you know, is there like other cheap stuff? Can we do like um I, I just wonder what like kind of avenues this opens up in Pioneer 2. There's a card that uh whenever an artifact enters the battlefield, you do one damage to your opponent, I think. And I was thinking hmm. if you have this card and then you make a lot it casts triggers off non-creatures, so you can play Fable. Mirror Breaker, and that token makes artifact tokens. So if you have a way, another, I think you need probably like two more ways to consistently make artifacts. I think you could get uh, a lot of triggers off of it. That's I cool. think it could be cool. I like that. It would have to be a non-creature way, though, because if you want this trigger off this, I don't know. I, I, there could be something there. It was an idea I had, but it half-baked, I was just like, yeah, we like the no. Sahili in this set, right? That when you get to the yeah. emblem, which you do really easy, just says artifact creatures have plus one plus one, and this makes ah, artifacts yeah. as opposed to elementals. So, like, there's there's cool angles there. Yeah. I, I wonder, uh, is there like a doubt? No, no, we have uh, what's it? It makes artifacts cheaper by uh, improvise. Uh, th- there's that one threat, the the demon. I wonder if you could oh, do yeah, something there, like that. Like, there's like improvise cards too. Yes, yeah. so you could play yeah. this in like an artifact shell. So there's yeah. Yeah, it could be interesting. Or th- there's that draw spell with improvise. It's what is it like? Draw two, you get two energy or something, and it has improvise. For oh, no, it's uh, just blue. a draw three. I think it's oh, like it's just a draw three. Blue, blue, three colorless reverse engineering. Oh, okay. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. I didn't play much during Kaladesh. Okay, I was on a little bit of break then. So <laughs> ask me about yeah. Kaladesh cards. I know all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I played way too much then. <laughs> just like, what's that one dwarf that bounces things to your hands? Something. Uh... Alex is like, I know that one. <laughs> <The> one yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, who just went? Uh, Carnage. It, Car- so Carnage, yeah. Carnage. So, um, I think I'm next. Uh, next card I had was... Uh, this one is probably really bad, but uh, Gix's Command. Oh, I actually like that card. Yeah. So... My thought process is I stole this from the Crew 3 podcast because they said this, but um, this just seems like it's just better than uh, uh, that one, uh, the the edict they play from Cat, the one black, 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 black from Kamigawa. It's just better for the mid-range mirror match, I think. Really? Like, is that uh, Invoke Despair? That one. Yeah, Invoke Despair. You think it's better than Invoke Despair? Okay, so so you return up to two creature cards from your graveyard to hand, and destroy each creature with power two or less. And each opponent sacrifices a creature with the highest power among creatures they control. That you get to choose two of those. So it it's probably not like better, better, but it forces an opponent to sack, and you get the two for one 
qualities, like or the three for one qualities. So you can, if they don't have the stuff you're trying to force them to sack, you can draw two cards, which the other one would. But these are specific cards you want, or you can just kind of just kill all their little stuff if you want and just board wipe the big thing. I, I, I think it has more flexibility. Yeah, well, I think the um, I think like face value, I would say invoke despair is better. But I think yeah. if you're looking for like, uh, let's say you're playing like um, a rock deck or John mid range, something like that, invoke despair is one black, 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 black. Yeah, so it's, it's really so hard, hard to cast. cast. So I can imagine that if you're looking for that kind of effect, you end up with Gix's command just because this is actually castable in your deck, right? yeah. especially if you're in a green deck. Maybe you want to play that with elves, so you have to be pretty yeah. green heavy. So uh, not to be reliant on having Urborg in play. Mm. Uh, I could see Gix's command like having like a, a window there to be good. I have one one counter like, on a creature gain lifelink, so it's actually like has some applications versus aggro. Yeah, like two counters and lifelink is huge. Like like if you put that on a graveyard trespasser, like an attack, like you gain like six life or something if it's flipped. Like that that's I mean, putting two counters on a zombie token and attacking with it can already be like... Yeah, yeah it turns like almost anything into a threat. To put on Kalidus, double lifelink, that, that's how that works, right? You get twice the life. <laughs> that's it. Double lifelink. It would work on a bunch of older cards, but not on actual yeah. lifelink cards. Sadly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's probably... Uh, that's probably bold of me to say it's better uh, than uh, Invoke Despair, but I just think that Invoke Despair is really hard to cast, and I think that if you're playing a deck that has a way to punish people for, like, if you play, like, the Fields of Runes and stuff, this could be a good... Or, so I'm just, like, envisioning a deck where you mana screw people, and this is, your like, your top end, like, a uh, way to just kind of close out the game other than Invoke Despair, because you want to be yeah, playing like a lot of colorless The lands. eight Field of Ruin mid-range yeah. deck's probably not going to be able to cast a card that says one black, 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 black. Like, yeah, exactly, you're going to have at least one field of rune probably still left over because they don't have any lands left. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think that this could make something like that possible. But, yeah, it's so hard to say. <laughs> I can't tell the future. I definitely think the command cycle is like... I don't think it's like a great cycle this time around. Yeah. I do feel like there's like more to it than... You know, I've heard a lot of people be like, oh, this command cycle's just trash. I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's there's no K command, but <laughs> no, but definitely they're cool. I say this, but in like a month, I'm gonna be proven wrong because it's like, oh yeah, like suddenly like <laughs> Mishra's command or something is a format staple that we didn't see coming. <laughs> this is like this is destroying the format. Fable is, of the Mirror Breaker. I'll who plays sho- that anymore? I'll eat my shoes if that card is playable. But like maybe <laughs> like I've been wrong before. It triggers heroic twice, though, if you pay zero mana. I thought Fable was no more than a decent card when it was spoiled, so I'm uh, <laughs> guilty as charged. <laughs> You're just like, it's two bears and a loot, man. Like, yeah, exactly, like two bears and a loot. You know, you have to pay mana. Kiki-jiki is free. Like, I hate paying mana for things. I'm sure this is not going to be that good. Like, I think Michiko's Reign of Truth is a better card. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think it is, but it's just... The, I mean, I wasn't alone in that, so bad. at least I'm not a... <laughs> anyway, um, so... I, sorry, it's early in the morning for me, so I'm just like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> Should 
trying to remember who's. Yeah, I'm not used who. to being the most awake one when I do a podcast. <laughs> Usually, I record at one in the morning. <laughs> but I think I was up next. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of a red enchantment that loots, I keep doing these segues. Uh, bitter <laughs> reunion. Uh, I think this card's pretty sick. Uh, it's one in the red yeah. for an enchantment. When bitter reunion enters the battlefield, you may discard a card if you do draw two cards. Mm. And it has an activated ability. Sacrifice bitter reunion creatures you control gain haste until end of turn. Um, if there's one thing like you know a quote unquote problem I have in Magic is that the moment I see a card that says haste, I get excited because haste is just so powerful of like a keyword. That having this like setup, uh, just a setup card like looting, drawing, like you know that's like fine, right? It's yeah. a tormented voice kind of card, um, but it just sits around. Maybe you can draw cards with like roadside. Is it roadside reliquary? Like that that land, land you can sack to draw. Yeah. Um, just even this, I'm thinking again like a reanimation shell. Like you discard the card, you reanimate like some sort of threat, but then you also manage to give it haste for only one mana. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some ways to get like you know maybe some creature that taps for mana, but the problem is always you have to untap with it, and this can skip out on that. And setting up some sort of combo, you know, this is a card that you want. Discard draw, you know, go through your deck. I think this card's pretty sweet. I think you can do something unfair with this. Um, don't expect us to crack anything open or like make a deck like suddenly great but this is a kind of enabler that decks like this are looking for so just getting to a critical mass of that is important I know it's never be good oh I, I know enigmatic is looking at it they they kind of like it they're like hey it draws two and you discard a land yeah I guess uh, like you could yeah. sack this and it just turns yeah. any three drop right that deck plays I think yeah. like omen of the sea or something and I, I can yeah. see like why you would potentially want this card don't think mm-hmm. there's too much in that deck that you haste that you care about so you're probably yeah. just there to sack it but mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's definitely it, it definitely has i think it has merit in the decks that want it it, it seems looting is just a powerful effect uh you know uh we always uh underrate it i think people trying to guess what card what cards are gonna be good just, just digging into your deck deeper is it's just a good effect yeah Especially you see a lot of Pioneer decks that have like a couple of extremely powerful cards. So just getting to those cards as opposed to like... Same kind of in Modern now. There's a lot of Modern decks that are built around like one mm. or two cards that you really need to like look for as opposed to like these mid-range soup decks that are just like full of like medium cards. Yeah. Um, this helps these type of decks. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, uh, Carnage, I think I think you're up next. Yeah. Yeah, Um sweet. Again, keeping with the these are not exciting cards, but are just good cards. Um, <laughs> I really like I really like the fabricate. Yeah, um, it's kind of really useful um, in standard right now. Which what does that one do? So it's the one that's it's like a two mana instant. It's like one of those counter spells that don't necessarily counter anything. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, that one. Yeah. So, yeah, so it counters target artifact or enchantment spell, and if something was countered this way, um, you exile it instead, but it also counters, like, an activated or triggered ability. Um, so right now, especially in standard, um, the um, enchantments are, like, super, super important. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty much, like, dominating, like, fable and things like that. Um, also triggered abilities can uh, actually save a game and things like that. I think it's just one of those like players that can just do some good things 
um, counters some good spells. And it's also going to be really good against like Karn, for example, in Pioneer. Like they go to minus Karn, you just defabricate, counter that. Yeah. And then, you know, some of that time, that's all you need against that deck is, you know, not to let them go get the Tormod's Crypt or, it- you know, the Pestilent Cauldron or whatever. Um, so I. I think it's just a good card. Uh, I think that it might see more play than we think. Um, we've had spaces where a card like Null saw some play just to counter um, enchantments and things like that. Mm-hmm. This one does that, but it also, in like almost every single game, can at least counter something. Like Even if they don't play an artifact or an enchantment, like more than likely they will trigger or activate an ability that you could counter. So it's never dead. Um, I think it's just a flexible um, sideboard card or potentially mainboard card. I was just going to mention, um, if people are trying to use it to stop Karn boards, uh, counter the Karn trigger, because if you exile the spell, uh, they can just get back, because Karn drives to exile. Yeah, so counter the trigger to You do get them to spend their mana, though. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You probably still let them, like, grab it and then counter it, but... Yeah, I guess it depends on on what you're more worried about for the situation, though. Also, like, having these, like, stifle effects that you can use on your own stuff... I think we've got a few of them. We've got like Till's End you can use mm-hmm. in your own things. I've seen some cheesy decks like um, like a Kroxa deck that will like counter the escape like yeah. uh, escape clause on Kroxa. Uh, I think that deck already has the stifles it needs and the deck is just bad. But potentially this is like an upgrade if you're trying to do something cheesy like that. Like play, uh, I think this was a thing in Historic where people were stifling their own Field of Ruin triggers. Uh, sorry, their own Lotus Field triggers. Like yep. you can always be on the lookout for things like that, and this is like, this is like a stifle, but what's attached to it is actually good because all these stifle yeah. effects are a bit meh, or they only stifle. Obviously, stifles one mana, which is what makes <sighs> would make it better. But this having stuck to an annul that exiles is actually like pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good. I agree. Seems like a good card. Um, I think I was up next. Yes. Uh, the card I think is probably good is brotherhood's end it's a phoenix card it's one red red uh choose one brotherhood's end deals three damage to each creature and each planeswalker uh that's like the best red board wipe we have so far like none of them hit planeswalkers uh this one does and then it has a second mode who would have known destroy all artifacts with mana value three or less uh this just fixes a lot of problems phoenix has uh if you have two hearse screw it no no not anymore you don't (laughs) Uh, if you have a bunch of uh, graveyard trespassers that are going to eat my yard, uh, nope. Uh, this also gets rid of your Liliana too. So, geez, this this does a lot for Phoenix, I think. Yeah, it kills Narset. Um, mm-hmm. It's minus. It um, is capable of you know just being kind of like an ace in the hole against mm-hmm. Thalia's things like that, it's wiping the boards mm-hmm. against mono red aggro. Uh, I think. I agree with you. I think it's just this. It was on my list. Um, it was just a super flexible card um, that we're going to see them either pick up in the sideboard or pick up in the main board. We'll see some other decks playing it. I mean, it kind of sadly, I don't know why this keeps happening, but the like sacrifice decks just keep getting like more and more hurt with every set that comes out. Like, Good. <laughs> you know, we, we, we have Karn, we have Lockdown, we now have uh, brother, Brotherhood's War, and uh, it's... Yeah, you know, they just don't want that deck to be good. Like, they gave yeah, you the just like, and be like, this deck's going to be great, and then every set after, just like, no, it isn't, no, it isn't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's like a like an Explorer historic 
reasoning why like i don't know if that's in the back of their mind because they just keep trying to nerf it in like it almost arena. felt like they send omnixilis off to the press and they thought they'd pull the tarmogoyf and they're like wait we might have actually made a completely cracked card so they were just trying to like <laughs> tone oh, it yeah. down same with anvil obviously anvil's very good too yeah um, so I, I i think just a solid card just yeah. ban cat and then we can ban all these cards that get rid of cat oven and then the deck's <laughs> fine like that would be like the most random ban ever Exactly. Like we bounce cat and we bounce some cards that counter cat because we don't actually like these cards. Exactly. I like <laughs> just, just imagine a ban announcement that's just titled like "Ah, we didn't like these," and that's just the reason they ban them. Cat is I mean, just such an awful magic card, though. I just cannot stand that card. Like infinite blocks, it's so annoying. Yeah, honestly, I, I have to admit it. Like, like that's it. I don't know if it, it, if they've been printing these cards like on purpose or. Yeah. Not, but yeah, there are a lot of formats that they have, especially mostly arena-based formats that are like absolutely dominated by these sacrifice decks that are incredibly hard to watch as a viewer. Um, yeah. It's not oh, an yeah. insanely fun play pattern. Uh, they're very slow burns. They kind of stall the boards. Um, so I don't know if this is in the back of their mind. Like that's why they're printing these cards or not. Um, but I'm happy to keep seeing them print them. Um, yeah. And this one's very flexible, unlike Lockdown. That like sometimes yeah. doesn't really do anything. This is th this is a main deckable card. Oh yeah, um, like 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 you can actually play this and actually do some real damage to some things. Um, I like it. I think yeah, it helps Phoenix a lot. I think if you are planning on playing Phoenix at any of your regional championships coming up, uh, this is a card you could at least pre-order, knowing that it yeah. probably will go in at least one time into your sideboard. Um, it's just one of those obviously good cards. It seems like a bomb for this limited format. Like, I'm just looking, like, a lot of stuff just dies to it. And if you can just manage, if somebody's, like, a, trying to amass power stones to cast a big spell or whatever, like, you just get rid of oh. them all. Like, this just destroys limited. Like, this is a really good limited card, I think. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's true. If you're, like, trying to be this, like, power stone, like, draft deck that you've put together, like, this card is just an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Like, like, square all this, one. <laughs> like, like all the stuff that makes power stones too like it's like three twos that etb make a power stone so it's like this just kills it all that too <laughs> yeah like, uh, it's, it's an interesting it... <laughs> thing where they started also printing these kind of like counter cards like in the same set Mm -hmm. which i think is good because we've had that especially for standard like i remember about like energy times um they printed a card that was supposed to counter energy it wasn't even good at it but sure that was its intent and it was printed in the set before energy rotated and they'd already banned like three cards because yeah. it was just so late so i think printing these kind of cards in the same set or potentially like the set after i think is like very good for standard because it means that these kind of decks can never like completely run away with a format for months until the actual answer is printed yeah i i i think it's like it's it's a nice like balance and check right like if they for some reason like underestimated or like undervalued a particular like keyword or you know token or something like that you print these in and if it turns out that you were wrong and they're more powerful than you think like you said at least there's a check in place that can do this instead of having to go like the ban route or like force them into your next sets or anything like that. You just print something. It doesn't hurt. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it, it might be a limited killer, but at the same time, like this also yeah. might do nothing when you draw it. So like, it's not like crazy good. Um, it's yeah. just a good check and balance for power stones or 
um, sacrifice decks and things like that. It's there, you know, it's mm. there, but it's not like overpowering in any way either. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so that was mine, I think. So I think Alex is next. Sure. Uh, yeah. Next card I have, I'm, I'm really like mixed on this card. Like every day you ask me, like, what do you think of this card? I probably give you a different answer. And it's Arcane <laughs> Proxy. So Arcane oh, Proxy yeah. is a seven mana, four, three for an artifact creature wizard. Um, and it has prototype for mm-hmm. one blue, blue to make, to be a two, one. And it says, when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, XL target instant or sorcery card with mana value less than or equal to Arcane Proxy's power from your graveyard. Copy that card. You may cast a copy without paying its mana cost. So a few cool things about this card. For starters, it doesn't exile the card that you cast with it, um, which is often a thing that these things would obviously do. Uh, the biggest problem I have with is that the rate is like always a little meh. Yeah. Um... And the fact that it's on cast, so you can't like flicker this and like do some cool things with this. Um, but what I what I liked about it again, I've been tinkering with the Power Stone cards a little bit. And when you you use Power Stone, so you can cast this earlier, and then it's a four drop if you cast for the full price, which means you can flashback Ursa's command and then give you like a big construct and more Power Stones. So that's why I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I also like it with if you're playing like an aggressive deck with something like Shrapnel Blast, because this you can play this, and then it's the artifact that you can sack the Shrapnel Blast if you don't have anything else lying around. So there's yeah. like some cool play to this card, but it has a lot of competition in like Spellslinger decks, you know, Thing in the Eyes, yeah. Ledger Shredder, Pyroblast, Iconoclast now. And at one point, you just can't run like a million creatures in a deck that cares about non-creature spells, which makes me feel like this isn't going to make the cut in most of those, but I think it's interesting enough that I would be like willing to try it in similar decks. Yeah. Uh, here's my take on the card. I think if we had Lightning Bolt, the card would be really good because you could just Bolt, Snap, Bolt. That's a really powerful line. Like, I, it used to be powerful. But I think that it, it, I, I'm mixed on this card because it, it's... Yeah, like Lightning Strike, tough. Snap, Lightning Strike doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> lightning That's Strike, five Lightning mana. Strike. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure I, it's such so hard to evaluate <laughs> it does a yeah, lot like these cards are always overrated yeah yeah so like people I, are always like oh my god it's snapcaster too it's the new snapcaster and like, mm-hmm. yeah i honestly i think all the prototype cards are going to be hard to evaluate until we actually see them in practice right like yeah is it, it are they good or are they or do they just look good like yeah we won't know until we actually get our hands on them and start playing with them and actually see, you know, how good prototype is. Yeah, these flexible cards are always so hard to evaluate because it's kind of like they're they're bad on both. A lot of them are bad on both rates. Yeah. But then the flexibility could like make up for a lot of that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Carnage, you're next now. All right. It's actually yeah. my last card. Oh, um, yeah. Just by all- some. Yeah, because some of mine have been taken. Uh, yeah. It's Bitter bitter Reunion. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. I, we see some of these decks float around, um, these like enchantment-based um, style decks, and I think that this is actually just like a big upgrade for them. I think that um, it allows them to uh, possibly draw a card, uh, 
you know, um, mm. not having to stretch their mana so much. They always want to be red. That's like what's well, really important about those decks is that they really always want to be red. So mm. they could end up cutting um, one of the colors that they're currently playing. Um, I like that it gives uh, creatures haste. Um, so you can use um, your enigmatic incarnation to go get something, sack this, give that thing haste, depending on the type of gameplay. Um, I think it's an interesting card. I don't know if it's actually any good, um, but I'm interested to see if it is. Yeah. 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 Not, not, not too much else to say about it. Like I yeah. said, I was definitely yeah. going to be the boring person um, that was just picking cards that I think are decent. Uh, this is one of them. Yeah. I don't know if it's any good. It might be. It might it, not be. Yeah, it's just one of these cards that has a lot of text on it that looks good. I just yeah. have to see like where you can use like all the pieces of the card in like one deck. And if there's one deck that like really gets like glued together with an effect like this, it can be like a really powerful enabler. But... Sorry, I'm just trying to remember. Did, did did you say something about it before, Alex? Yeah, I uh, I brought it up. Okay. I added as one of my picks too. So okay, so, yeah. Sorry, I was just like trying to remember because if that was his, I was like, wait. In my head, I was like, wait, did I just totally just miss what Zone Alex out? said? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I wasn't trying to if I did. Uh, but sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good card. Like, I, I, I think that it definitely goes in enigmatic and it does something cool there. Like, I don't think we've had an effect like this for enigmatic. I think it... I play the deck a little bit. It, it's not my favorite deck to play, but it's definitely cool. I, I'm trying to think, like, what would you haste? It's yeah. just like a... What's like a card in Enigmatic that cares about being hasted? Uh, some of the five drops, like uh, uh, what's it called? The the Scarab God, maybe. Like, I mean, it's like it's a can haste itself. Yeah, but that's more in a fire stack. In a fire stack, you're yeah. already looking at that. But yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I think it's interesting when you think about like like now with Leyline, right? So like some of these seven drops that you can go get might be interesting to also be able to haste them um i mean yeah. they're mostly playing like titan of industry right now or like Agent, oh yeah. Which, yeah, yeah which like aren't great to be hasted in any way but i'm sure that there is a seven drop that is interesting to be hasted out yeah um, i could maybe close out a game or something like that like quickly because you grab them on your end step so you don't have you can't haste them for combat so you're looking for something that like taps and does something like ridiculously powerful when you tap it. yeah like that's it like i'm sure there's something i'm like, yeah i'm positive yeah, the only thing is. that i could think of now is like vona from Ixo, just like tap, pay seven life, destroy any permanent. Like, or there's that one that like that taps and then that target player loses the game or something like that. Is that like Door of Destinies? Which is uh... no, there was a creature. It was a black creature. I'm pretty sure it. I think that's uh... just Phage. When it hits someone, they lose the game. Oh, is it hit them? Okay, but, but if yeah. you grab Phage of an enigmatic incarnation, you immediately lose the game. Yeah, because yeah, you, yeah. As if you don't yeah, cast her, you I lose was, the game. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember. <laughs> you just the text. lose. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure you just lose. <laughs> You're just like suicide is badass. <laughs> What's your next one, uh, Bridger? Uh, it was me who's next. Yes. Um. So, uh, mine is. It's one of the. Uh, the prototype cards i so i was kind of excited for it when i first saw it but the more i thought about it i'm like uh this card is kind of bad uh it's root wire <laughs> amalg uh amalgam it's five mana for a five five that it has three green green sacrifice root wire amalg create an xx colorless golem artifact creature token where x is three times root wire amalg's power it gains haste until in turn activate only as a sorcery but it has prototype for one green and it becomes a two three 
I, I look at this and it seems good, but it has absolutely no keywords. So it, it just is a two, three, like you play it, it's a two, three, and you can maybe get a six, six with haste like later. But I, I think if it had like ward one, it would be like playable, but yeah, like you mean the card itself would have have something else. I feel like if yeah. the token had like trample, yeah, that would make like for something really cool. I feel like yeah. this is just the flexibility of prototype like dialed up to eleven. Yeah, because we already have this card with like a flexible cost, but now you also have this effect where it's like, well, but if you play it early, but then you could pounders on it, it's still yeah. good in the late game. But it's like mm -hmm. all this card does is be flexible. Yeah, but it, it doesn't really do anything else. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can cast a five five, and then late late game, like end game, I can get a fifteen fifteen, and it with no yeah, keywords. It, yeah, I mean haste, oh, haste, I guess, but yeah, that's not really a keyword that you. I mean, you want in a, haste, in a set but... where we generate a bunch of one one soldier tokens, right? So yeah, yeah. It, it's so I I think it's gonna be a bomb and limited because if you can't remove it, like it just wins. Oh yeah, I mean, you'll find like your one opportunity where you're you're yeah. able to activate this, like throw removal spell at something, activate yeah. this, get a fifteen fifteen, boom. Yeah, you just win the game. But it's flying somehow. There's like cards that do that, obviously. Yeah, draconic destiny. Or... <laughs> <laughs> In case it wasn't yeah. big enough yet. Yeah. <laughs> ah, 16, 16, and it becomes a dragon. If you have a lot of mana, you first pump the amalgam with the fire breathing, and then you sack it, and then you put the, get the dragonic destiny back and throw it on the token you've made. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Uh, who would have guessed that? That's like all the, you the, need the is like fourteen combo. mana, but you can use this. <laughs> it's mostly artifacts. You could do it with power stones. <laughs> you can mostly do. <laughs> <laughs> turns out like that's like the, the infinite combo they have slowly but surely like there's a the there's a limited win here you only need there's a couple like, rares and a mythic <laughs> this is dark this is basically dark depths guys i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> dark depths <laughs> attack with the 2020 with flying <laughs> okay um uh alex did you have another one yeah, speaking of a card that'll win you a few games in limited or constructed if you play Karn, I, I had one Karn card that I just had to name because it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's Cityscape Leveler. Yeah. Oh, so, man. eight mana for an 8 8 trample. When you cast this spell, cast triggers, love them. Mm -hmm. And whenever Cityscape Leveler attacks, destroy up to one target non land permanent. Its controller creates a tapped Power Stone token and it has Unearth for eight. <laughs> Wow, it's Meteor Golem, but better. This is just yeah. like Planet Killer Golem. Like it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's extremely large. It's a cast trigger, so this can even be like a thing you just pull up against control, like blow up their Teferi or whatever, yeah. right? In the pinch, uh, it's a huge threat. It has trample. Uh, the unearth is just ridiculous value for it too. Uh, don't unearth cards go to exile too? They do, right? Yeah. So if your opponent somehow isn't to... dead yet, you can carn it back. You can just get it's it back supposed from to make it fair, you know? It. It's Exile. Yeah. You can't touch Exile. There's so Are... many cards that do that in this set, which is so funny for Karma. Like, oh, but they exile themselves, so you can't loop them. And I'm like, mm. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, so you can't loop them. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Karn's just like, I see this as an absolute win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not much I have to say about this card other than, like, it's silly good with Karn. 
Uh, I think it's yeah. a decent ramp target, even like if you're playing mm-hmm. a ramp deck and you know crossing the bridge to like the Eldrazi's might be like something that like just takes too much time. Or you know when I mentioned Titania's command, which you know you want to grab like um, Temple of the False Gods, but maybe there's like other utility lands you want to grab, so you don't make that jump from like six to ten, but you make the jump from six to eight. This is just a really yeah. good ramp payoff too. So this card just does kind of everything. When I look yeah. at this card, I, I just think. This I think it, this didn't have unearth originally. I think this had prototype, but it was too good. So like, we should just make it unearth because like, the the ETB is really good. <laughs> I yeah, think... I could, I, that's probably also why it's a cast because otherwise with yeah. unearth it would trigger twice. Yeah. So I feel like this card just like any way you change this design, it's still cracked. Mm-hmm. So like, there's not much you could do about it. Yeah. When I first read this, I thought this was like a like a custom magic card. Yeah. I was like, why did they give me Honestly. your golden plus five plus five and unearth? I know. And it, why isn't it an attack trigger? This this is some kind of titan. Okay, hear me out. But this okay, is a titan. So we, yeah, this is the colorless titan. Yeah, um, so we get a bitter reunion and we sacrifice it to give this haste so we can just blow up two things in the same turn. I mean, honestly, like you could discard this early in a yeah. deck like that, and then you still got the unearth value later, or mm-hmm. you can enable it with haste. So, like, there's honestly like something there. But you thinking yeah. for standard, there's also that four mana card. Is it Arms Race that just sneaks attacks in artifacts? Uh, it's something like it's the four mana enchantment, and then you pay four and you drop an artifact from your hand, give it haste, second on end step or something. It's like sneak attack for artifacts. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking That's for it. That's pretty it's... ridiculous with this, too. I know Perforos does it, too. He does artifacts. Yeah, but Perforos does only red creatures, I think. No, he does artifact. He does colorless, I think. Or artifacts. I can't remember. It was something weird like that. I don't know. I only play Perforos in EDH because he says your creatures have haste, and I'm like, got it. Got uh, it. <laughs> you may put That's a red all creature. I need. You may put a red creature card or an artifact creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. Yeah, it was weird. I remember because I was like, you could just cheat big stuff in, but I just couldn't remember. Wait, it says red colorless. creature or artifact, Perfros? Yeah, yeah. On That's Perfros, so yeah. weird. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I guess it makes sense from a flavor standpoint because he is the god oh, yeah, of he's forging. He's got the big hammer, right? Yeah. He has to call a forging or whatever. Yeah. So um, now it's Carnage turn, but he said he didn't have any cards, so we're just going to say Diabolic Intent, go. <laughs> Um, I think the card's, like, decent. Yeah. I don't think it's as broken as people think it is. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh my god, this is going to make everything great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably decent in, like, a Rakto sack deck. Yeah. Decent. I'm not even saying broken. Um, yeah. Grease Bang, similarly, like, I still think, it, like, Eldritch Evolution is better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really think that edict does anything better than evolution does like you need to play supplier you need to sack supplier you mm-hmm. need to hit something in your six like cards that you milled from supplier get a grease fang then slam the grease fang like yeah. i don't know it doesn't sound yeah. like amazing to me in any way uh i'd rather just have eldritch evolution that means i have to work to get a parhelion in and then i get you know yeah the grease fang right yeah. on the battlefield Great. that turn yeah um, card's cool. I like that it's a reprint that people want to see and people got excited about, but ultimately I don't think it's a great card overall. The only thing I think for Grease Fang is like, I still think in Grease Fang you want to be in green right now just because of all the other good cards you've got, like Chariot and Wayfinder yeah. and all these cards to set it up. But this is like, you know, a way for Grease Fang decks to potentially move out of green. 
um, at least. So, like, obviously, when you don't, because then you don't have access to evolution, so you can't make the comparison as much. If you want to go like Mardu or Esper or something, I just don't think it's worth it, like at all. And I would just yeah. stick to being Absan. No, honestly, the thing I like it for, and I don't think that that's actually good, um, is I like to play like a black-white Grease Fang deck, like for fun, um, which just has good mana and just feels like a different game. Card's good yeah. there, but like yeah. I'm not saying that deck's good. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Like it makes that deck better, but it's still not better than Absan. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I, 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 sorry, I just want to fling it to you because you're the Grease Fang guy, like. That's that's what you're kind of known as. So I just wanted you to quash people's like, uh, you know, just like people are getting excited for it, and it's just like, no, don't play this. It's kind of meh. <laughs> yeah, play look, it in the specific decks. Yeah, I really don't mind having one of it. Um, yeah. If like you really think that Eldritch Evolution can't get you the card that will help you win games, like you know, Grease Fang is mm-hmm. fragile in a sense. Like if you really think that Knight of Autumn isn't gonna help you more than you know going to get like abrupt decay then like fine put it in mm-hmm. um but like yeah i don't think it's that good yeah yeah that, that, that yeah. makes sense i think that's gonna be like a very niche meta where you're like i can't grab knight of autumn i have to grab like fresh. yeah exactly like i mm-hmm. you know it might exist I, I i don't know there might be you know a situation where that exists but i don't think that it does yeah if dr strange has a look at like the 14 million different <laughs> universes there might be one yeah. there might be one i agree maybe <laughs> so so yeah uh i think uh this is my last card uh i i had too many that i wanted but uh i i'm trying to narrow it down right now um i'll, I'll i'm just gonna speed run through the the three cards i had left but i just have very little say about them all right okay real fast uh dragon engine i think it's cool but i uh, won't see a uh i i think it's better than i don't think we'll see the meld part i think dragon engine is just playable by itself Good card, because uh, you unearth it and draw three cards, and it's a two-two double strike. Cool. Uh, and then the other one, uh, Titania, cool, but I don't think uh, she'll see play because she's a bad card. Because uh, the land is fine, and uh, she's a three-four for three. Uh, but the actual card I'm excited for is Fade from History. It's two green green. Each player who controls an artifact or enchantment creates a two-two green bear creature token, then destroys all artifacts and enchantments. Fuck Zach. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean, it's just like in line with the Brotherhood End, right? This is the type of card that they put now in the same set yeah. in order to make sure that like these cards don't completely take over formats. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just another card that messes. Now we have a good red card. We have a mm-hmm. good green card. We have a good white card. And in Karn, we have a good colorless card to stop sack. So they've just made very sure that this deck will never be good again. Yeah, and we have your they, They're trying their very hardest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We even have that red card that, uh, by force, I think, that destroys a lot of artif- artifacts. Yeah, just destroy X artifacts. Yeah. Now we just need something in blue. <laughs> blue doesn't need it. No, yeah. blue doesn't need it. You just, no, you just, you just it. counter whatever card is bothering you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blue doesn't need anything to make it better, ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, blue, it's fine all just... by itself. Leave it by itself. Yeah. <laughs> now, green, that card needs a little, that color needs Oh, yeah, a green help. needs some love, I'm sure. Uh, well, it needs love and department. That's everything that isn't monogreen devotion or commander, like or everybody... um, collected company, because that's basically what green does in Pioneer. It's either monogreen yeah. devotion or collected company. Well, and yeah. a seeker's chariot, obviously. Yeah. Well, 
it's just sad because it's like every time you say, oh, man, I wish they had printed some better green cards. All these commander players come out of the woodworks and they're like, fuck you. Green's too good. And it's like, well, yeah, I, if I you're think playing green's like fine, legacy right? staples. I'm joking like, a little bit. We've got yeah. the elf stuff. So yeah, like, yeah, you can yeah. always do unfair things. For sure. Green. But I just want a good green Tarmogoyf stand in. Please, wizards. We've got the Lurgoyf thing. Like the herbal no, Lurgoyf. Uh, it doesn't matter though. I'm not that upset about it. But um, Alex, what was your next card? Um, <laughs> I'm a yeah, little upset. Sounds like um, <laughs> I've got three. I perfectly like accidentally maneuvered around all the cards you have because every time you guys mentioned a card, I was like, "Oh, that was one of the one that was on my original list," but I cut. So, uh, <laughs> nice. so I, I got to talk about every card that I wanted to talk about. But I've got three left. And oh. one's also like a pretty simple one to talk about. It's just Fortified Beach Head. Yeah. Uh, it's an Azorius land, but you can reveal a soldier and then it enters untapped. Otherwise, it enters mm. tapped and it has an activated ability. Five tap soldiers you control get plus one plus one until end of turn. I just hope that they keep printing cards like this. Like, yeah. I wouldn't mind a card like this in every set. Like, the moment there's like a bit of a tribal theme, just give it a tribal land, right? It makes it so like. Because a lot of tribal decks are aggressive decks. Multicolored aggressive yeah. decks just need good mana or they're just doomed to fail. So cards like this are just like always welcome. Um, oh, yeah. You know, when we go to like, I know we're going like to Ixalan pretty soon. So I, I would, if we go to Ixalan, I just really hope they give like a merfolk, a pirate, a dinosaur, and a vampire land of this equivalent. <laughs> and just make it so like all these decks have like decent mana to work with. You're going to get a uh, conquistador. That's going to be the new tribal because, you know. Like, oh yeah, they, we they keep, always we give keep, you the wrong ones. Yeah, we keep just not having dude with sword be one tribal. We've already cut it up into like soldier, berserker, warrior, and knight. So now we're just going to add conquistador as a second thing, even though they are just knights. Exactly, <laughs> they're just Spanish knights, but we call them <laughs> conquistadors. Um, <laughs> other card. I thought this one was pretty cool. It's um, uh, Kyla's reconstruction. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. X, white, white, white for a sorcery. Look at the top seven cards of your library. Put up to X artifact and or creature cards with mana value three or less from among them onto the battlefield. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in random order. This is obviously not as good, but it's kind of like a mono-white collected company. Um, again, you collected to... company is an instant speed. Yeah. If you want to get collected value, you're paying five mana instead of yeah. four, but you can pay more into it. I just think it's just always interesting when you see a card like this and it means that if you now want to play like a mono-white aggressive deck, you don't have to make that splash into green for Coco, but you could potentially yeah. just go like Boros or Stay White or like those type of things. So I think this card's honestly like pretty powerful. Um, I think if you're playing something like a soldier deck and you have a bunch of lords, you're often like fairly inclined to main phase Coco anyway because you want to hit your lords. So in that case, it also doesn't matter as much that it's sorcery, but it does lose that powerful aspect of uh, Coco where you can recover from a board wipe. But like, you can't have everything. Yeah. This card probably feels so much worse than Coco to whiff on, though. It's like, look at the top seven. Absolutely nothing. You paid like four mana. You paid like four mana. I was like, I can't wait to fill my battlefield. It's just like, well, I had a dark steel <laughs> citadel because I put an artifact land in to be clever. <laughs> it was like seven mana, do nothing. Yes. But like the fact that this can hit artifacts yeah. is pretty cool because that means oh, yeah. if you're playing like in an aggressive mirror, now you can hit like your portable holes or you can hit like your 
uh, hearses against Grease mm-hmm. Fang. So there's obviously like a big gain there because there's a bunch of good white artifacts, like Glass Casket too. So there's a bunch of removal options that you can hit off this. Yeah. But it's just overall like a pretty strong card. I would yeah. be surprised if this sees no blade, like at least no experimentation. If I play like a mono white aggressive deck, I would try like a couple of copies of this. Yeah, I agree. To go over I, th- the top. I think it does something pretty unique. Like Coco is a pretty unique card, and this is pretty unique because it's similar to it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And just dumping X into this, that yeah. makes it like really go over the top. Now, you know, I'd be surprised if you pay 10 mana for this and you actually hit seven different cards. But hey, if you do, then, you know, achievement unlocked. I'm going to pay 11 mana into it. Yeah, I was about to say, for style points, you should pay more than seven into this card. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised there isn't a mode where it's like if you paid more, it do this effect again or something. Like that seems like something they would add. I to feel a card like, like once you've spent ten mana in your mono white deck, you're already like at a point where the game should probably be over. So but this is a this, this is a commander this doesn't card. Need, obviously, like multi kicker, so. like it's fine or replicate. Like we don't need to copy this. It's it'll yeah. do. Um, and you said you had one more card. Yeah, so one okay. card. This is just a pretty easy one i really like this card it's tyrant of Kerr ridges okay. uh it's a six mana dragon so four red red four four or five with flying and when it enters yeah. the battlefield it deals four damage to any target and then it mm-hmm. has fire breathing uh so pay a red nice. it gets plus one plus zero on turn of turn what i like nice. about this is that Clean. in tarkir we got a bunch of like dragon payoff cards uh defensive ones too like Mm-hmm. I think it's Dragon Lord's Prerogative and um, Silimgar Scorn and a few cards like that. And the problem is trying to make this work in a Dragon Shell is that a lot of good dragons in Pioneer are aggressive. So yeah. Goldspan Dragon, um, Sprite Dragon to an extent, Glorybringer. So what I like about this card is that you can pay it, shoot something, and just like have it sit back and be defensive. So this, even though it's six mana, so it is a little bit of an expensive side. If you're playing a card like Sidemgarn Scorn, you don't really mind if a dragon is stuck in your hand for a bit because you need a dragon anyway to enable all these cards. So that's what I like about this one, that if we get more defensive dragons, then like, you know, I mean, just like the coolest archetype ever in my head is dragon control. Like, it just sounds like exactly what I want to play. So any card that pushes me in that direction, I'm happy to see. Yeah. This is truly the one where I just think it's cool. This card is most likely terrible but this is just like i love big dragons like i'm very generic in those type of things like the moment when i play D, the moment they like we fight a dragon i'm just happy because dragons are cool yeah like I-, I listen to a lot of metal that is just like features like dragons on the album covers and stuff and like my friends always joke about it it's like why is half the music you listen to about dragons i'm just like i don't know man. i just <laughs> think they're cool like <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I agree. I, I agree. I don't know if this is a uh, card that will be playable, but I do think it is extremely cool. Like, it does, like it. The simplicity of just it does a thing and it does it well. Like it's yeah, removal big and it's a threat. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the just, type of card that you cast and a new player looks at your table and like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I want to like, do that too. <laughs> this is like Shiv and Dragon, but better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. Well, I, I think that's that... not a high bar, though. Like being better than Shiv and Dragon, an <laughs> iconic card, but like it's not hard to be better than Shiv and Dragon. Okay, look, twenty years ago, 
This would have been the shit. <laughs> 20 years ago, this card would have been cracked. It kill Sarah Angel. What do you mean? I actually know it. Magic turned 30. Uh, uh, never mind. 30 years ago. Yeah. 30 years ago, you're like, this is the perfect yeah. counter to Sarah Angel. This card is broken. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think that takes us to the end. Um, uh, thank you guys both for coming on. This was really fun. I I love talking about uh, fun cards. Like, I, I get the, the, the point of doing, like, intense, uh, like, this card is going to be good in Pioneer, and this is what we should do. But I think a lot of people just kind of focus too much on on the the competitive aspect and forget that this is a fun thing we do, and I, I just like doing that part of it. You know, it's this is my hobby. I like to do. You know, <laughs> so have fun with it. You know. So thank yeah, you both absolutely. for coming on and doing this with me. Yeah, yeah. thanks. It was my thanks pleasure. Cool. Yeah, do you guys want to plug your socials before we log off? Unless you had anything else you want to add to this yeah sure you go first uh Karin. yeah no problem um uh nothing really to add but yeah if you're ever uh looking to uh follow me or see any of the things that i'm up to um i'm carnage cards ent on mtgo and on mm-hmm. twitter um i happen to be a part of the play x network uh, which is playing pioneer playing standard playing modern playing explorer playing it all um if you're ever looking for any great content uh we do excellent things we have excellent people working uh for us and doing some of that content uh two of those people are on here with me today um so please check it out um we're awesome and uh, <laughs> you know some something to do yeah it's a fun website yeah, same for me. I'm also part of Play X Network. I exclusively do things for Pioneer. I think Carnage, you also do like Explorer and stuff, uh, right? I I do it all, man. I do it all. You do it all. <laughs> he's the, he's in charge people, of all the competitive right? stuff. Like that's why I'm like, yeah, he has to have all the good cards on it. Because like, yeah, exactly. Like we we were getting the network together. I was like, man, we also need some good players on there. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I I write for playing Pioneer too occasionally. I make the. Um, pioneer perspective podcast you know brad has been on here a few times too my co-host uh and you can find me on twitter with uh, on uh, at alex lockthwain for uh some magic with sprinkled in my political opinions because i can't shut up and, uh, yeah that's <laughs> it nice um if anybody wants to find me uh i'm on most of the uh magic related discords or pioneer related discords not magic related discords uh so like the i'm on the playway and the or I forget. Did they change the name of that? No, it's just merging with the. It's okay, so playing Pioneer and playing Pioneer and the uh, Playway Discord server. Now they're all together. They're the Play Gaming Network or whatever. Yeah, we're <laughs> so still. There's still like some yeah. working on rebranding. Yeah, yeah, but it's the that, that's what's going on. It's pretty cool. I don't know if that's public knowledge yet. So if it's not, I will cut that this out. <laughs> you might I think it is. that. I think you have to be very careful about this. <laughs> Treading yeah. dangerous waters here, Bridger. Yeah, uh, I don't okay. think any of us had to sign an NDA, but uh... yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think though, it's released to the to the, at least I know the, the patrons, patrons know about know it. it. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it's if it's not public knowledge, I will cut that out. I mean, I don't think the, pa- the, the patrons are keeping their mouth shut, so it's okay, probably never mind. at least. I think it's probably <laughs> somewhat at least <laughs> common knowledge. Never mind. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, if you want to find me on any of those places, uh, I go by Bridger, also an elk, uh, B-R-I-G-E-R, no no D, because my parents thought it was funny. They're like, ha, huh, imagine having to explain to your teachers how to spell your name every time <laughs> and even pronounce it. So yeah, uh, that's what it is. And then uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's also that. I'm 
was trying to tweet more because I was told that one thing I did was a tweet on a Discord thing. So now they just told me, you know what? Tweet now because we're sick of hearing what you have to say here. <laughs> just as Twitter is collapsing. Yeah. <laughs> just as Twitter uh, is I was like, okay, I'll start doing that. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to find me there, uh, that's where you can find me. And uh, I think that's everything for me. Um, uh, thank you to again for coming on. Uh, I'll make sure to link your socials in the um, in the description. Uh, it, this was awesome, and <laughs> thank you both for coming on. It, it means so much. Yeah, you guys want it. It was awesome. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I love doing stuff with you guys. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, bye everybody. Thank you for listening. See ya. Oh, 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 oh,